Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 176, Episode 5 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Friday, March 26th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. If I get lazy, then will you still call me Jack O'Brien? If we're at Taco Bell, will you be there holding my blast? I'll show you blind and white with my pasty human thighs. It's daily zeit. Uh, that is courtesy of uh, the brew, K. Raj and Johnny Davis, all on the Discord. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. <laughs> when I first met Jack. Didn't realize Could not forget him Or his white thighs He introduced me To the zeitgeist And so I gave him A contact high <laughs> Oh yeah! Woo! God damn! Bruh. Call Hell me yeah. the husband of another weird person, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne, and shout out to Christy Yamaguchi May for that one. There's something, it's so, those Sabbath tracks, they're so simple, man. and they make was... your fucking kneecaps just shoot off. There's a real driving energy there. Woo! Not like driving. Although, I guess, in, in my new favorite sport, F1, it is driving energy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the agent of chaos himself. Uh, he is the hilarious, the talented. It took us 15 minutes to just start recording this podcast. <laughs> it's too much chaos. Too much, too much to talk about, to bullshit about. He is Mr. Blake Wexler! A.K.A. the Randy Moss of Chaos, A.K.A. the Lord of Discord, A.K.A. Mr. Mess, A.K.A. the Hoarder of Disorder, A.K.A. the Mistress of Lawlessness. Soil me with turmoil, please. It's Blake Wexler. It's good to see you guys. Thank you. Soil me with turmoil, please. (laughs) Yes. Yes, daddy. Yes, Uh, daddy. (laughs) It reads like uh, those old uh, Jake and Amir scrolls. I, that, I stole word for word. Actually. <laughs> that was in a mirror is, scroll right there. Is, and may I ask you, will that be a problem for no, the no, publishing no, of this podcast? That's like Drake. You know, you're honoring the MCs before you by just stealing yes, uh, their, by stealing yes, their higher shit. flow. And, exactly. Is and that a, yeah, them never getting it. famous. Uh, no, no, that's that would have happened by now for me. So, yeah, <laughs> I, just like Drake, I will not be famous. <laughs> Um, Blake, you were telling us before when I was uh, prepping, it, mm-hmm. it, I think it was my fifth rendition of uh, of the AKA. Everybody should know that I do uh, extensive vocal warm-ups and then mm-hmm. rehearsals before we start recording. Yeah. Uh, but you were saying that Three Doors Down are shitbag Trump supporters now? Yes, yes, of course. They played mm-hmm. the inauguration. I know that's, that was, but, you know. Jack was really? setting me up for a joke and I chose not to do it. <laughs> well, I think because he can he never meet your heroes. A, he confused the thing I said that for you. Hey, it. man, I can't be expected to remember who yeah. in this three person conversation was, said what. That was me talking about how these things evolve on Discord. K-Raj at the end said and all done without mentioning their shitbag Trump supporters. Three da- so, doors yeah. down from insanity, if you ask me. Yeah, <laughs> that. 
Uh huh. There is mm-hmm. that. Let them know. Only if you ask me. Cool. And we didn't, well, but yet you said it anyway. And yet here here we are. Uh, all right, Blake. We're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell uh, the listeners the things we would have talked about if it was a normal episode. Uh, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> we would have talked about uh, Facebook uh, wanting to help formerly incarcerated people. We would have Didn't talked about uh, <laughs> whether uh, whether we need better gun control. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the filibuster, Joe's big, big press conference yesterday uh, where he was noncommittal and just soothingly noncommittal. Uh, we'll talk about, apparently, uh, my four-year-old's fan fiction is now, uh, my four-year-old is writing the news, uh, because there is a giant ship that has blocked the Suez Canal, and, uh, they're using, like, big ships and tugboats to try and get it loose. It's, a. Uh, it is his his dream news story. Would you say there's trouble in the Suez? Would you phrase yeah. it that way? Okay. <laughs> trouble in the Suez, Suez. <laughs> is actually how I would phrase it. <laughs> okay, okay, perfect. perfect. Now I understand the the gravity of the situation. Oh <laughs> uh, man, uh, we'll also talk about the. Uh, we probably will get to this one. Uh, ja Rule uh, selling the Firefest logo as an NFT. All of that. Sick, we might sick. even get to a vaccine mascot or two. Uh, plenty more. But first, Blake, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Do vitamin D pills work? Mm. Is uh, I've 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 hit quite the uh, the the D deficiency um, <laughs> since mm. since I've been on the East Coast, and I, I also had it on the West Coast, so it's like. Well, if you're going to be vitamin D deficient in Southern California, then I think that's just what the rest of your life is going to look like. Right, but right. I can't get look, it right here, puppy. Man, if you can't get it there, man. So yeah. uh, maybe I'm getting some some rays from your your star glow, the glow of your stars on this podcast right now. So I feel yes, my D levels you. skyrocketing. But um, it's mixed. Uh, there's no answer on this. Where doc, some doctors say that it does work. Studies also say that vitamin D pills don't work. Supplements, I think, might be a better way of saying that. Mm. So I'm uh, I'm I'm at a loss. I might just take them and see if they work. Since well, it's could the it, same thing. Are, are, what about like ingesting them when like where they're naturally occurring as like nutrients? Oh, but that sounds like more than I'm willing to. Okay, to, well, yeah, as long as we do. as long as we ironed that part out. Yes. Where do we get <laughs> uh, vitamin D? I have iron. I'm sorry. Is uh, that what you're asking? Yeah. No, no. Which from the which sun one is. Oh, that's usually the getting sun it from one. the sun. Yeah, yeah usually okay. getting it from the sun, but you get it from like I know it's always like dairy and like like fatty fish oh, right. and shit. You can get it because the I remember when I went to the for a checkup like in the middle of lockdown, the d- doctor was like, "I'm seeing this with everyone, and mm-hmm. you normally aren't vitamin D deficient, but you need your your levels are going down." Yeah. Okay, I'll just tell my doctor Miles that I'm gonna go eat a fat fish. That sounds like great advice. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. dude. Come to my new food truck, Fat Fish, dude. Fat Stop Fish. <laughs> I'm trying to look on a genius because there there is that uh, Beyonce lyric. He wa- he wants to give me the vitamin D. I just mm-hmm. want to find out where uh, she's getting that from, and then I can maybe <laughs> offer a yes. recommendation. Thank you to you. Thank uh, you, Sean. I will Carter. follow. Her. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just reach yeah. out to uh, this this guy, Sean Carter, and ask him yeah. to give you the vitamin D, and it seems like he'll... Uh... Hi, I'm looking for Jigga Man, <laughs> and I'm here for the vitamin D injection. <laughs> hey, I'm the guy with the skin that's getting really pale, and it makes me not healthy. Uh, Jay, can I call you Jay? No, that's good. I can. Yeah, call I'll me Dr. Thank you for the wreck. Call me Dr. D. Dr. D. Dr. D to you, my man. <laughs> uh, why, why do you think, is it just not going outside? Not ever seeing the sunlight? What, what's going on? Why, why are we so D deficient? That would vibe with my general, uh, my outgoing, you know, persona that I don't go outside, but I am quite, I'm outside quite a lot. So hmm. I don't know. It's, it's been happening for a couple years. Like literally I'll go ah. hiking every single day for like an hour and a half and it's still, it's still not happening for me. So you I are think in I'm full try chain mail, right? You're yes, in a full, of course. Yes. Yeah. And, and during the summer, the, it heats up like the sunburn <laughs> that I get is I'll say off putting. I'll say it's, <laughs> it's very upsetting. I look like a fish. I look like one of those fish that Miles recommends to everybody to eat. Mm. Fatty fish, dude. Tuna <laughs> salmon. Fish. Get it. Yeah, they, get like it. it can happen from not enough sunlight or maybe you're, if your skin, if you're like melon, you've too much melanin, mm. you're not making as much vitamin D. Uh, it can be a number of things. You know, maybe your body doesn't absorb it properly. So I should figure this out. It manifests itself as like you become Mr. Glass from... <laughs> you just shatter from unbreakable, you, from unbreakable. <laughs> but well, emotionally only emotionally like any, <laughs> anything that comes out right. emotion, i'm very emotionally fragile from this yes <laughs> uh blake what's something you think is overrated overrated i'm gonna go with uh francis scott key and <laughs> uh i just first of all i'm like because you know the the whole story war of 1812 and 1814 he was uh he was an American. By the way, this is funny to me. I looked up uh, Francis Scott Key, and the thing that comes up on Google as his job isn't guy who penned the Star Spangled Banner. It just says American lawyer, which I thought was very, very funny. <laughs> you know, it's hey. just, yeah, it's like, all right, I guess SEO for Francis Scott Key. But um, right. he uh, he was doing a prisoner exchange aboard a British ship, as lawyers are wont to do. And mm. he figured out or he saw like their plans to like bombard this harbor. So they didn't let him <laughs> off the boat until after uh, the bombardment. So he's stuck on this boat. And just like I just for the lyrics don't hold up to me uh, for that song. And then also I'm more <laughs> of like an America, the beautiful type person, you know, call me call me nuts. And if I was in jail, I would do some push ups. You know, like not like I would get in shape, not do like a side hobby. Does that make sense? So I think the whole Francis Scott key thing is it's not even. Wow. So you're saying yeah, since he was locked down on that ship, he mm -hmm. should have been doing burpees in the yard. Yeah. His shit right. Not sitting there writing music and racist Just... ass poems. I agree. Become our national anthem. I'm looking on his Wikipedia page. There's he has his own coat of arms, and it's probably one of the most disappointing looking coat of arms I've ever seen, because it's like a really bland shield with two like horizontal or uh, diagonal black stripes, like a white shield, two solid diagonal black lines, your usual filigree around the side. Then you have a knight helmet with like a griffin head. On top with a key in its mouth, it's so fucking. Get it's it, like, key. Yeah, does it? Is right. it saying "get it, key" like out of a word balloon? Well, the, <laughs> get it, the key Griffin because... is kind of pointing to itself with like lifted, <laughs> raised pointing eyebrows. Yeah, yeah so it's like, huh? 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 see, that's Francis good. Scott. I like that. huh? <laughs> Francis Scott, what now? Griffin yeah, key. That's right. No, fuck. 
Oh, Scott <laughs> Key. Fuck, I knew the Griffin was a bad idea. It kind of looks like a llama, too. Mm. Mm. <laughs> anyway, nothing I have like having a logo for your family. A coat of arms is almost always disappointing. You right. know, like it's never like you could choose anything like that. That yeah. guy wasn't a knight. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you could put anything on it. And that's what he chose. It's like it kind of I just the resurgence of coat of arms is like my favorite thing is like, you know, be like the sort of Western European answer to like ancient calligraphy or foreign languages. We're like, right. yeah, this is actually my history. Uh, this is the coat of arms for uh, the McMahon family. And it's like very in-depth. And I'm like, OK, that's cool. And it, it always it just yeah, it looks like a logo for a boarding school always. Yes. You know, and it's never like at least like in Japan, there's like Mong or like Kamong, which is your family like crest. And there's a lot of cool ones that are like coming out of, you know, d- depending on like where your family was at in that period. Uh, and like when I found mine, I was like all about that because I was like, See, this is my coat of arms because <laughs> so, I was yelling at my Scottish friend who was showing me his and I felt disappointed there wasn't one for Japan. But mm. anyway. I think mine is the three fans. If you're interested, Mitsua. Mine is three lions, uh, which perfectly matches up with my uh, dynamic and tenacious personality. (laughs) Uh, Aggressive. (laughs) But I am a Leo, so that it does kind of work like that. Oh yeah. Um, Oh, yours. It is actually three lions for the O'Brien. The three lions for O'Brien. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Just three guys named Brian. Yeah. And they're like kind of doing a like weird pose. Like it, it almost seems like they're doing the um the Teen Wolf dance. Oh uh, wow. Yeah. This is how I've always interpreted it. Mine's a Love street it. sign that just says rough road ahead. And- <laughs> <laughs> and they give you that when you're born. Yeah, little did my family know. Yeah. Well, it's been a tough couple of centuries for the Wexlers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an expiration date. Yeah. <laughs> it says uh march 30th 2021 expires so i don't know what Yikes. that is but i don't know yeah. what do you guys think it means <laughs> i don't know we'll see soon <laughs> very soon <laughs> yeah that's up there with like name name meaning with like a thing that people think is significant that probably was made up in like the 70s by someone who was selling t-shirts yeah, that and like any stupid ass gift shop of a meaningless place that shouldn't have a gift shop is always like, look what your name means. Right. It's like Jack I've heard means follower of Christ, soldier, dedicated. Oh. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many like contradictory and like just so many different meanings for literally every name. But people yeah. are like, I like this one. Uh, I like this possible name for my child because it means a beautiful princess of the flowers. That's like oh. I, I've also seen where it means uh, island that garlic comes from. So, <laughs> uh, which is actually the meaning of Ramsey, which is one of my kids' oh. names. Huh. Uh, Miles actually does come from Latin of soldier. Hey, and I remember seeing that. And I was like, I ain't no fucking soldier, bro. Right? Yeah, Miles is too cool a name to. I'm a deserter, bro. Right. <laughs> just smoking weed while everybody's like, you know, fucking doing where I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. It's way too intense for me right now. <laughs> I'm a deserter through and through. <laughs> deserter. I'm eating dessert uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great community. Oh, yeah. Very. Yeah. Just, you know, bad teeth, though. A lot of sugar. <laughs> a lot yeah. of cavities. Actually, when I look up the meaning of my name, it just says like jacking off, you know? <laughs> 
so, oh my god, that's that's surprising. I was I, I thought it would be less. <laughs> thought it'd be less literal than that. Yeah, that's uh, pretty on the nose. <laughs> that's you know, like jacking off. <laughs> uh, Blake, what is something you think is underrated? Uh, another i'm gonna go the francis route again uh different spelling francis mcdormand um, hey just incredible we watched a nomad land last night and just loved it just loved it love francis mcdormand it's just anything mcdormand is in i I just call (laughs) anything mcdorm f dot mcdormand is in uh like olive kitteridge was also they're all like very like kind of emotionally like gut-wrenching movies a little bit but Mm. um love francis mcdormand yeah Mm. she's so good in it and she she won an academy award didn't she oh not enough for for fargo i think yeah Uh, i'm just okay i'm you know not to like dive in where do you think she needs to be at you know in terms of her being underrated like you're saying Huh? Street, street? street named after her? Street, yes. Oh, and <laughs> street also named after her. Street. That's how I speak. I'm the worst. I speak street. in one word and. Huh? But, like, what do you think? Um, road. Dude, I was asking you whether or not it was useful to debate whether or not we're debating if a hate crime is a hate crime. And you just said street. I said street. Uh, yeah. Yep, street. And I think you uh, know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, oh, do I have to elaborate? Oh, I understand. Um, Look to the people on the ground who are the ones most affected by to then determine mm-hmm. what the effect is on their given community. Mm-hmm. I think exactly. Right. Okay, feet right. to the pavement. Yeah, of course. Right. But I don't elaborate as a matter yeah, of policy. Street. Um, I think she should be up there. Or I think McDormand should be up there with Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, that's just that's just and I only know everything about acting. So yeah. go <laughs> ahead and disagree with me if you'd like. Um, I do. The the fact that most of the people in that movie are not actors is uh they say uh pe- people who actually do know stuff about acting who uh is not me say that you know like that is you're you're only as good as your scene partner or whatever and like she just raises the level of every like there's not a s- single point in the movie where you're like that that is clearly a person trying to uh be in a movie who doesn't act like they're yeah, yeah right it was really cool. authentic throughout yeah yeah i love that yeah it's because it, to the point where i'm like are these people actors right you know, like there was <laughs> but it was the author it wasn't that they were not good at right. acting it was just that like there was an authenticity to it that you just don't see that often yeah except in my act right <laughs> except in your stand-up comedy yeah. that's a, i actually the new york times review of nomadland said it was <laughs> Uh, the performances were Wexler-esque. Of course. Reminiscent which of was... a young comedian whose name escapes me who used to open for Todd Glass. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. you know. But doesn't anymore because he's a headliner. Go ahead. There he is. <laughs> but Get <outgrew> it. it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come right back. And we're back. And also a thing about Nomadland. Do you, do you know her name in the movie is Fern? That's apparently her real life nickname. So they were just, really that's cute. Yeah. Hey that Fern. Fern. Hey, do you Fern. think that's who? Uh, know what I mean? Fern? Ernest was really talking to. Yeah. Could Have be. We mis- been mishearing, and he's actually been addressing <laughs> Francis McDormand. Hey Fern. The whole time. That oh, checks my. out. Hey, this there's just layers upon layers of complexity <laughs> in the McDormand universe. Well, I think the theme of today's episode is I think we just let corporations fix fix our country. 
Yes. And 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 it not being a good thing. <laughs> the way uh, we're let's just moved. sit back. Let's just let, let's see where they're going with this one, Miles. Yeah. Facebook wants to help formerly incarcerated people adjust to life on the outside. Yeah. And it feels like some fucked up black mirror type shit. But like it started off because a few people on Instagram got a notification saying like they had early access to a beta of something called the reentry app. Mm-hmm. Um, it also this according to this notification, I said the app's goal is to help with, quote, preparing for life after prison with community support. Then a, sp- a spokesperson at Facebook said, quote, we've been exploring different ways to help close gaps faced by those in marginalized communities across our apps. OK, um, and this isn't new for Facebook because like there's always like weird things they're testing that we hear about and then ultimately just get shelved. Um, but it just feels like very on the nose, like metaphorically, as like the idea as like Facebook of the warden of the prison of social media <laughs> right. and then extending that to like the real world to help people is like who are now emerging from incarceration. There's just like layers of it that were kind of just like the headline was fucking doing my head in. They yeah. flirt with like black being a living Black Mirror episode more than most massive oh, yeah. corporations. Like, I think maybe it's because Mark Zuckerberg has not entered into the uh, like traveling to another planet and starting his own space colony game that he has to like get that out in his like everyday actions. Because there was also that time when they were like bragging that they can alter people's alter people like how people felt and like make people happier or sadder just like via like adding a few clicks or subtracting a couple clicks yeah it's hmm. i do think that is the only thing jack you were alluding to this that's preventing mark zuckerberg from like altering people like full time is that he's just distracted with other projects you know like he could be doing this already but for some reason there's other things higher on his priority list yeah, it's just one of those things where you read a head like most people would just read the headline and be like, oh, that's nice. Facebook right. wants to help. You know, right. but anyone, if you have even half of a thought after that, it's like, but why are they like, do- wait, why what? are they huh? doing that? <laughs> like they they're they're setting off like massive misinformation chaos mm-hmm. campaigns just by like letting it rock on the platform and their algorithms exacerbate. Oh, well, and I mean, not to say that. This is actually like this is a great thing. There, there, people need help support transitioning out of uh, being, you know, in, in prison to the real world. And like recidivism is a huge thing. So yeah, like whatever you know, things that you're we're trying to do as a society to help, I think is a good thing. It's just weird because it's Facebook, and most of the time they're always just kind of being like, oh, I don't know, are we responsible for all this fucked up shit? And now right. they're saying like we're gonna help with this very specific thing because in June. You know, when all the companies were like, we get it, racism bad. Mark Zuckerberg put sent a note company wide saying that the company would, quote, play a positive role in helping to heal the divisions in our society. And the company has, quote, started a work stream for building products to advance racial justice. Building products to advance racial justice sounds like the inciting incident of some kind of tech apocalypse fucked up movie. <laughs> right. Um, where like, you know, like literally like woke bots are like, you are being problematic. Vaporize. Right. And it's like, oh, my God, what the fuck did they set this shit to? Yeah, it's but hey, we shall see. Yeah. I mean, you. it's interesting that it's like still a beta program and like not uh, fully something that they're putting their name on and like putting out in the in the media, because 
when you read reports from inside the tech industry, there will there will be an initiative, like a stated initiative from right. leadership that like, okay, we want to make Facebook less focused on uh, harming people's lives and more focused on not harming people's lives. Aww. And they hire one person for that right. job. And then they are effectively like put in the basement to mutter about a stapler like for <laughs> really guys i'm gonna <laughs> for the next the, two years they and, did my swing line yeah they, and also they're hiring people who are like brilliant and could be out like doing great <laughs> things with like nonprofits, and they're like now nah, you go you go over there and we'll meet with you once a week and ask for status updates and then hey milton how's that uh using our technologies to advance racial justice project going milton <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I'm just I don't I don't know. All right. Well, talk to you later. Milton. Huh, sounds like you fucked that one up later. <laughs> You're fired, Milton. Go to the basement. I'm going to burn this place down. Please do. Milton. Please do. And that's a best case scenario. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It truly is. Uh, and, you know, they they've been patting themselves on the back where they're like, we, we removed over a billion posts from fake accounts. OK. Uh -huh. You saw what happened. Do, do, do you forget what happened in 2016 or what's happening in other parts of the world where you're just letting uh, this misinformation manifest into real world violence? And but uh, look, mm. this is uh, this is the complexity of this corporatocracy we're in. Yep. Uh, speaking of corporatocracy. So um, while we wait on the filibuster, you know, Joe, Joe Biden yesterday had his first press conference of his presidency uh, in front of like many media like official press conference and question answer session where he like kind of loosely said that he was going to make some adjustments to the filibuster and man if it, if they're still using it bad man why watch what happens that it was like a lot of that <laughs> like they were like uh so we found two uh children who had been detained at the border uh their mom is in town or like lives in the united states and like she didn't even know they were in the united states because your border uh police have like not let them make a phone call he was like man we're all right so it's not great right now but if things don't change you're gonna see a lot of people leaving man and it's like, well, what does that mean? What? what? Where are they going? <laughs> Sir? Which people? What? We're, yeah, we're going to meet with them and hundreds of th or thousands. It's just, uh, it's like walk watching somebody do like a, a tightrope walk and they're only like three feet above the ground, but it's just. Uh, right. Someone slacklining for the first <laughs> right. time. You're like, whoa, <laughs> this looked easier because it's so low to the ground. It's all very shaky, but. Uh, and he did, also, he, he doesn't need to be doing a tightrope walk as well you know <laughs> right. like there's no yeah. reason there's no reason to be there's no down to, like why are you doing this tightrope walk yeah. you can just walk on the ground, the ground who are tight tightrope walking is for people that are full of shit right That's why the tightrope is there because you're like oh, oh i'm full of shit <laughs> hope they don't figure this out if you're speaking directly here. from the heart you're not tightrope walking good or bad you're just like nah fuck that yeah or yes i will do that that's not a tightrope walk that's just a, a tight five that's so funny you say that, Miles, because when uh, I was watching Man on Wire, the whole time I was screaming, yeah. bullshit artist, bullshit <laughs> artist, just the whole time. You're full of it, mister. I couldn't handle that He guy. faked his resume, this asshole. Liar, <laughs> liar on wire. Like just 
I think that's Ryan for rhyming sake. That Blake Wexler guy got into another showing of Man on Wire. We banned him. (laughs) You guys are supposed to know when you take the ticket who's banned from here. I'm sorry, he wore a mask. His disguise sucks. He wore a Guy Fox mask. (laughs) We're like, fine. (laughs) And he promised it wasn't Blake. Uh, The. The other thing about that press conference was, A, the conservative media was like, this is the longest a president's ever gone without having a press conference. (laughs) Right. Because it was like, I guess, based on when they took office. But, honey, uh, please find find a new angle because no one gives a shit. Um, And the other part was in that press conference, he was asked if he agreed with Obama's assessment because he said at John Lewis's funeral, like talking about what, you know, just saying that the filibuster was a relic from the Jim Crow era. And they're like, mm. do you agree with that assessment? He said, yes. And they're like, so uh, so do you want to get rid of it? He's like, nah. Mm-hmm. Well, what the fuck? If you, can, if you can acknowledge it's a relic of Jim Crow and you don't want to get rid of, I'm sorry. How do mm. you square any of that? Like, just rhetorically, uh, ideologically, what do you mean? Because then he's just saying, oh, well, successful, quote, successful electoral politics is the art of the possible. Let's figure out how we can get this done and move in the direction of significantly changing the abuse of the filibuster rule. Oh, Uh God, Grandpa, don't you get it? The kids are making their own drugs at home now. They don't have to fucking buy it in the streets. The game has changed, sir. Um, But that's where we're at um, with that specific element. He also said he wants to be the next FDR. So, uh, you know. So it's all about intentions. Judge me by my intentions. Yeah. Here's a question because I often, but this is not, this sounds like a a bit that I'm about to do, but I'm not. Uh, I do regret not asking these questions sometimes with you guys. What is the benefit currently of having a filibuster? There is none. Okay, cool. It's a a protection for smoke show. Yeah. yeah. It's basically so that people can't. Uh, like the the argument that Republicans are trying to make is like, mm-hmm. well, when we get back into power, we're just gonna ram through all this stuff that and yeah, and be. you all, y'all were in power, and we saw what you did. And it was just tax cuts and a bunch of EOs that yeah. you know cause a bunch of chaos. But they they don't care because the shit that they try and pass anyway isn't is always through like a reconciliation pro- process, which only needs a simple majority. So. Right. They don't even use like it's only for them to deploy against the agenda of Democrats. Right. It's not even Democrats are the only ones who are right. racist. And the, yeah. And <laughs> there's nothing like, you know, the, for all the like hand wringing about like, oh, well, you know, do we get rid of it? It's like, yeah, because the second you do, you need simple majorities to pass things like minimum wage hikes, uh, right. you know, better voting access, fucking, you know, potentially you have health insurance or mm-hmm. Medicare for all, you know, but we have no, that's not going to happen with this president or administration. But yeah, that's the benefit is that you no longer need to court 10 demons to the side of good to make anything happen. And that's what the problem is right now. Um, So on top of that, we've talked about how like all the voting legislation that's coming out of Georgia and many other states over, you know, 40 some 43 states now indicates that the GOP is doing everything they can to limit the ability of non-white people to vote whether it's voter ID laws or preventing early voting, um, they've made it clear they don't give a fuck at all. They saw what happened. Georgia went blue and they said, "Okay, time to fucking close up the shop. And that's what they're in the process of right now. So this is kind of it's it's also putting a lot of pressure on companies that operate in Georgia, um, like uh, Coca-Cola, UPS, Home Depot and the like. They say in the past, you know, like 
when Georgia has run afoul of human decency, like in 2016, they tried to pass these anti-gay religious liberties laws. Coca-Cola and other companies were th- threatened to leave the state. They're like, we're not about this. And we'd highly, you know, we recommend you don't go through with this. And they relented. But in the face of all these voter suppression bills, like they're kind of silent and they're not really saying much aside from like we support voting rights, which is interesting because what happened to all that Black Lives Matter noise y'all were making from all your company, from the Sprite campaigns I saw, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a Coca-Cola company. What happened to all that? We can't support politicians that voted to overturn the election energy. I don't know where that is. And, you know, they are. These they're massive players in the state, Home Depot, Delta, like I said, Coca-Cola, but they're really being silent. And what's even more fucked up is that we're looking at things like this is from, you know, Judd Legum's popular information newsletter, which I suggest you sign up. It's very passive. It will show up in your email and you can read a lot about what's going on, especially with finance and money and politics saying this is from uh, his report, quote, Coca-Cola has donated to 29 co-sponsors of the two bills to restrict voting. Wow. In response to an inquiry from Popular Information, Coca-Cola said that it had paused all political giving after the January 6th attack on the Capitol, and that pause continues. Mm. The company did not rule out supporting Beach, who is one of the state senators, or other co-sponsors of legislation to restrict voting in Georgia in the future. Right. It just underscores how... This country is deeply entrenched in this relationship of corporatocracy. Like our elected officials are sitting on their hands on one side of the aisle. Like they can't do anything when they can as they just want to see where the wind blows. Meanwhile, you have people who are being funded by the companies who are saying they stand in opposition to this thing, saying like, oh, well, you know, we we vaguely support rights. We haven't decided what we're going to do yet. So, yeah, like I guess now it's left people to try and organize boycotts against Coca-Cola, which totally makes sense but we're all still like there's still people basically being like i guess we have to lean on the corporate overlords and the loss of capital to make these things happen we might actually see what happens when somebody goes to a restaurant and orders a pepsi and the waiter says is coke okay Uh, which i don't think has ever happened in Mm -mm. written history um yeah i I mean it's always the other way you'll i mean they should know that I don't know, like, fuck it. At the end of the day, these companies aren't fucking people, even though they have the rights of people somehow. But yeah, it's all just fucking, it's just so, yeah. Just, you can't I help wish but make I had the cynical. rights of a corporation, man. They yeah. fucking, yeah. This, is, this is what happens when you have a business run by white bears. So, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, they're getting theirs with climate change, so. <laughs> oh, they're, they're on their way out. Yeah, yeah, it's very emblematic, actually. <laughs> the C the C suite glacier is in utter chaos right now at Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they they can get away with murder, and they do get away with murder yeah. all the mm-hmm. time. Because it's like, so. well, we didn't do. I mean, I don't know. Like maybe the policies precipitated the, all this violence, but like, did a can you point a finger to a person? I don't know. We are Coca Cola, right? And we are Coca it does work to where, I mean, this is an odd example, but, you know, when the NBA was supposed to have its all-star game in Charlotte during, I think it was the transgender bathroom law that they were trying to pass there mm-hmm. and pulled out, that changed, you know, like uh, how, like, vo- or I'm sorry, uh, legislators were voting there. So right. it is, yeah, it feels dirty as hell, you know, yeah. <laughs> just at all making a deal with the devil to stop something. But yeah, yeah. Well, but that's, you know, this is just, a, it's a string of deals with the devil here right, in American right. history. Right. Yeah. <laughs> really We've is. mastered the art of the deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. And we still get screwed every time. I know. 
just a uh, in, in our ongoing kind of keeping our eye on uh, guns in this country and uh, whether or not we we should see see maybe some gun control. Uh, and it, in terms of gun control being passed, haven't seen anything specific. Nothing, nothing's changed. Uh, well, yeah, the Senate goes on a bit of a break. Oh, yeah, taking a, sorry, taking a couple guys, of days off. Decay. We'll get back. Hey, we're we're gonna come back to that. Probably gun stuff. Probably voting stuff. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. We 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 could get rid of the. I don't know. <laughs> couple oh, more God. wild stories that might be indicative one way or another on that. There was somebody who was arrested at a Atlanta grocery store. Who had like six guns and just uh like ready for a three day gun battle uh worth of ammunition uh at a Publix I think wait like entered it or what was I believe so yeah wow was in the produce section uh, yeah shopping yeah. right like what oh like open carry or like maliciously try uh, like like menacingly pulled up I don't I don't think they pulled it pulled the gun on any anyone but it. They were arrested. God, there is it's it is funny because uh like open carry is not a thing that I ever really see, you know, like just being like on like in the northeast, California, et cetera, et cetera. But I was in Dallas, and by the way, people in open carry states might laugh at what I'm about to say, but I had never seen just someone carrying a gun in public before, you know, like a citizen. Mm-hmm. And just seeing a guy walk down the street in Dallas with an assault rifle is I I like almost I ran and hid in the bathroom and everyone's like, oh, no, this is just what this is just people can just do this. It was the no, scary, that's was, a that's potentially a good guy or a evildoer. It's hard to know uh, when you have such a device in your position. You're going to wait to find out then because I'm going to I'm going to hide in a drop ceiling. Right. Yeah. It okay. seems like the guy from this article i'm reading like he he walked in open carrying and went into the bathroom and then a customer alerted the store management and then the police showed up and he was okay uh five guns two long guns three pistols and body armor on him when he walked into a grocery store uh like within days of a mass shooting at a at a grocery Grocery store store. and it was in atlanta which uh you know within a week of a mass shooting in atlanta so just trying to Connect all those dots. Read this. the goddamn room. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and then so this other story, as if we need more fucking examples as to why we can't just allow people to walk around with these bang bangs that in their mind make them the hero of some fucked up narrative. Um, Let me just start this story off and you tell me where you think, you know, this is headed. Mm-hmm. Eleven Texas National Guard members were traveling through the state to deliver vaccines to like a remote town. In three unmarked white vans. Oh, and everyone got vaccinated. It was all fine. Well, this is what happened. A 66-year-old man saw this, these three unmarked vans with these National Guards members in them, and was convinced that they were abducting a woman and a child and decided to fucking intervene, trying to run the vans off the roads, eventually went into oncoming traffic to, like, fully try and stop these cars. And when they did... This man, quote, pointed a gun at a National Gun soldier, identified himself as a detective, and demanded to search the vehicles. He also uh, ordered the guardsmen out of their vehicles at gunpoint. He held the 11 soldiers there until the police arrived, at which point this asshole with a gun that was convinced he was right, and it's his heroic duty, was swiftly fucking arrested uh, for all kinds. Unlawful restraint, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, you know, uh, unlawful carrying of a weapon, impersonating public, like... But what the fuck? 
Police noted that he was, a, like they said, quote, mentally disturbed and found additional guns and ammo in his car. Like, we're not even doing the to basics. To go from zero <laughs> to abduct it, there's, there's no other thing that could have been happening in those three white vans <laughs> than a woman and child being abducted. Like, there's right. no other, just zero to that. Right. And it wasn't sure if this is, like, tied up to some QAnon, like, ideology or whatever. And that's why he was sort of, like, in, like, this narrative of, like, someone being kidnapped. But, again, like, the guns give people this fucked up complex where they really believe, like, now they have the power and the duty to fuck shit up because gun. Because mm -hmm. Second Amendment. Because good guy, cowboy, whatever the fuck you think. And this kind of shit is so fucking dangerous and disturbing uh, because I can only imagine if this is if this guy saw three vans with uniformed National Guardsmen in the car, right. uh, what an interracial family looks like to someone like that driving on the road. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that I I remember growing up, people fucking constantly questioned if my parents were my parents just because <sighs> I didn't. I looked more Asian than my black dad or I have darker skin than my Japanese mom. Yep. Are you okay? To me on the regular. Are you okay? I'm like motherfucker. This is my dad. Yeah. Fuck you. Are you okay? I'm like this. Knock this motherfucker out real quick. Fuck yeah. out my face. So this is like like it's not the the amount of guns that are on the streets are a lack of care and support for anyone who has any kind of need or support, uh, and just all of the cascading trauma, misinformation that's going on. I there's no way this gets better. And yeah. it's only going to add to people's, you know, perception that something untoward is going on. Like it really it's. But again, you know, even for something like universal background checks that have 90 percent support from the public, the Senate is fucking sitting on their fucking hands. What exactly is the mechanism that because it's so there's the popularity of legislation that would, you know, increase gun control. Like just doing a radical like gun control law, I think would be popular at this point. But it's the it's the NRA that is stopping it. Is it still because the NRA seems yeah. like it's like dropped off in popularity? But it doesn't. Like, no, but there. But it's like you know, it's like the fucking like the DeLorean. You know, they don't make DeLoreans anymore. But that shit is embedded in the culture, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. like the, the talking points, the ideology of the NRA is embedded in conservative politics. It doesn't matter if people aren't getting newsletters anymore, yeah. like because they've been fed a steady diet of they're going to take your guns and then what? Right. And yeah. dot, dot, dot. And then we'll tell you because watch Dan Bongino come up here and tell you, like, as a New York cop, I've seen everything. Brown people are scary. Strap up like the fuck. So, yeah, ex bankrupt or not, they have intellectually bankrupted us. Right. Well, let's get uh, let's move on to this story uh, that, by the way, you might be hearing children in the background. My kids are on spring break, so they're uh -oh. back in the house screaming. They are going to Miami. <laughs> they they leave tomorrow. News. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the, this story, I immediately ran down. This is the first story that made me run down and tell my kids about it because uh it, it's just so directly in their wheelhouse. Um, it also feels like an Ocean Eleven stunt uh, that they're using to like make one thread of their casino robbery possible. So the entire Suez Canal is currently, uh, as of yesterday, uh, when we recorded this, blocked uh, both ways. There is a one quarter mile long container ship 
that was basically blown aground by strong winds. And when you look at the picture, it's just, it's like the, the boat is so long that it, it doesn't even need to be like perpendicular to the canal. Yeah. It's like just kind of went sideways a little bit and blocked the entire blocked. fucking canal <laughs> to understand why this is a big deal. One tenth of a day's total oil consumption uh, for for the entire globe is currently being held up by this ship uh, being wow. like because when they build a, a man-made canal, like it's a trillion trillion dollar, uh, you know, undertaking. But they do it because there's so much money and property going through that specific location. And uh, now it is blocked and they're using tugboats to try and jerk it back into the middle of the canal. Uh, that's not working. They're like trying to dig it out with all these big, big uh, construction trucks. Uh, so me and my uh, four year old are going to be keeping our eye on this story. Did it did it impress the kid or not? Yeah, no, they're they're pumped. Oh, because there's like good video too that <laughs> yeah, you can really watch yeah. the like big ass boat and all that. Yeah. It's also oh, this... really bad for the company that uh owns the boat. It's called Evergreen. And it like just like when you look at it, it's just written enormously on the side of the thing. Like every from every direction you look, it's like evergreen and it's causing a massive fuck up my oh, my man. worst nightmare is to like be driving in rush hour traffic and then have my car break down and block like one of the lanes and just causing everybody like just sitting there i would rather just like jump over to the other side and dive in front of a car and on the <laughs> inconvenience that many people because i didn't like get my car checked out or i did some dumb <laughs> shit like if i was the captain of this boat i would be nowhere to be found ever again i would just like right. run sprint into into <laughs> panama the most apt uh, meme was the the fucking scene from Austin Powers where he gets yeah, that little exactly. go-kart stuck in the hallway. <laughs> it's like, dude, I don't but, I can't 90 point turn this fucker out of here. <laughs> they say that that is so what's happened is as like we've become more of a shipping economy, uh, both in the pandemic, but like even before and, you know, as just global economy has grown, they have started creating these ships that are way bigger than the ones when the canal was built. Like yeah, when the like French and one. English were fighting over right. trade supremacy yeah. in the 1800s. They just like <laughs> used rowboats to. Right. Yeah. It's like, I remember, like <laughs> their biggest ahead, thing, bro. like their Brits hated the Suez Canal because they're like, but we have the Cape and everyone's supposed to go around there and it's going to fuck up our naval supremacy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the, the supremacy in the Brits. So they got to love it. This reminds me of when I was in college. I went to Fenway Park for the first time where the seats down below are built for like people in the early 1900s. And I went right. with two larger guys and like just they're spilling over into mine. My knees are like up to my chin. And it's like, oh, these have not been updated. Let's maybe yeah. update this canal. This is before Americans were eating beef. Yes. Yeah. This is pre-beef. <laughs> but they the name of my American next bodies. In the New York Times uh, article, they talk about like how taxing and like how high pressure it is to captain one of these ships through the canal like it's a brutally difficult thing well, to do i mean it's, it's in what sense because the ships are so, i mean it's a straight ships shot are bigger than it would be like trying to like do a course like a a navigation course that was like meant for a 
you know, Mini Cooper with a school bus. Like you're trying oh, to wow. like get through and and there's billions and billions of dollars at stake. Right. There's I know in Philadelphia, one of the major rivers here, they when ships go through it, the ship stops and they have a, a just like an expert like on how to navigate the river hop on and he drives the boat. So the captain of the boat is not a bit like it sounds crazy, but like literally they switch out the captain. Oh, they need a they local ha- to, fin- to yeah, like a the local. River. <laughs> right, I mean, I'm not right, using right. the right words, obviously, yeah. but uh, rarely am. But they do bring in like a specialist to navigate. Like, and if that's happening in a big open river, I can't imagine how difficult it would be to to get on oh, the. Man. That makes sense, whatever bro. i don't have any sympathy it looks like a straight shot you know, <laughs> i can deal fucking with nail it, this thing with my eyes closed come on yeah have um, i ever have ever been uh at the helm of a seaworthy ship no no right. but i've played video games that are mm-hmm. very hard <laughs> <laughs> they were hard hell yeah they're hard all right let's take a quick break we'll be right back And we're back. And NFTs are back in the news, baby. Yeah. I mean, it's not, uh, who, I mean, it's, it's one thing that was so, it just, I just sighed when I read yeah. the headline, which is Ja Rule sells Firefest logo as NFT for $122,000. Yeah, he did. Um, so he basically sold an image of the physical painting of the Firefest logo that I guess like sat in the offices of the fucked up festival scam fest. He originally wanted 600,000 for the oil painting, the physical painting. And then I was like, huh? He's like, but I can get like other people. They'll pay 122 for the picture for the JPEG. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we're at. And it's the dumbest fucking thing. And the ship sets keeps going on. The one thing I have read about NFTs, though, is that a lot of international like the like international finance watchdog that is like in charge of like sort of alerting people to any kind of like monetary policy or just untoward shit has NFTs like firmly in their sights right now. Um, because it's like the lack of regulation and things like that. They're like, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it could work in the way that originally people wanted it to, but also it's allowing a lot of bad faith actors in either way. Um, I think allowing jaw rule to sell it for one twenty two K is a bad faith actor move, but what do I know? Uh, as Ben Rosen wrote on Twitter, the only NFT I care about is the N nanny F from T the nanny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you love it uh, oh, man. thank you fran uh all right uh let's talk about vaccine mascots which mm. is a thing that exists in brazil where they have joe droplet oh yeah zegotinha yeah he so in in his most uh yikes sort of central the central like official version of him uh that they have like at uh in i don't know whatever the wherever spooky malls yeah it's <laughs> like the <laughs> <a> haunted mall <laughs> the lights are off in the mall yeah, yeah it looks like a cross between uh the babadook and the ghostbusters logo it's it looks bad. like yeah or the stay puff marshmallow man is coming Mm-hmm. <laughs> coming and has been coming. up on crystal meth for yeah. like three days yeah 
Yeah, it is State Puff Marshmallow Man coming uh, uh, while on Off a three-day meth bender. If, if yeah. the Marshmallow Man survived that movie, he that's what he would have turned <laughs> right. into with it, all the Because also, it has no teeth. So yeah, it could mm-hmm. be, you know, drug-induced tooth loss as well. Yeah. Um, and just like a lot of like blue around the eyes and it's lips the that would shit. be uh that would be concerning for any uh, any mascot any mascot anything <laughs> and even an image of something that would be around children yeah. like this is about this is just like, it's not doing anything right I I have a great U S mascot can I pitch one mm-hmm. yes please so there was Jack you'll you'll probably know about this there was a mascot for the Philadelphia 76ers whose name was Big Shot. So already the name Perfect. Uh-huh. Big, Look shot. Up Big, Big Shot. Big Shot. Okay. He's like yeah, yeah. A, a, like a blue blob with like sunglasses on and like kind oh, of like a pre-gritty, oh, yeah. like gritty if he was like like you know an absentee father, I guess. <laughs> you know, but right. he is Big Shot. It, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's, Lovable. It's Gritty's boomer stepdad. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You know, and it's like his 80s yuppie shit made Mm -hmm. gritty kind of like go into more leftist politics. Yes. Um, But yeah, I like his vibe. They gave him a Sixers uniform that doesn't really fit him. And it looks like he's in a diaper, which is a weird, uh, weird look for him. It looks like definitely like a rejected like Sesame Street guy. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, totally. Right. Mix and match of various Sesame Street things. Because now what y'all got like that, out. like buff, like dog. Ooh. I like that. That's like, tell me more about this buff dog. <laughs> tell me more about this buff dog. <laughs> if you just look at Sixers mascot, there's some, it's like a oh, rabbit yeah. or something, but it's got muscles. Oh, yeah, I one. do think. Uh, yeah, there we the go. The rabbit. You want to see a muscly mascot, a sentence that probably took a few years off my life just now. But <laughs> you want to see a muscly mascot. Look I at do. the rabbit. Like the, the actual rabbit was, what was his name? Hip hop. Hip hop was the name. It was like the Sixers mascot during Allen Iverson era. It looks, it is a jacked up, weird looking mascot. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. really was called hip hop. Wow. Yeah. Strong as hell. Hell the yeah. Nose. Say what you will. Strong as hell, that rabbit. <laughs> um, also, uh, this costume, uh, Joe Droplets, uh, less like official versions that they like give out to people who are like visiting the schools and the uh, rural areas uh, is just a KKK costume. Ooh, like, yeah, it's, it's fucking clan hood. It's, it's a, a clan legit hood. clan hood. Yeah, that's bad. But he's <laughs> like, apparently, he's become like this. Really worked. He's like become such an important figure that the fact that he so he was out there uh, educating kids about like how not to get sick and how to you know uh, cover their sneezes and do all that stuff, but. The fact that he's not out there during the vaccine phase is people are like, what the fuck is Bolsonaro doing? Uh, Bring back Joe Droplet. The kids need him. (laughs) People are like speculating, well, maybe it's because the kids aren't being vaccinated yet, so he'll bring it out later. But people are uh, asking questions because Joe Droplet's not there. In Japan, uh, where mascot culture is uh, obviously huge, uh, the I'm government one. sprang into action early in the pandemic and created Coronon. Uh, Coronon. Coronon. That's how they would say it over there. Yeah. Anti-coronavirus cat uh, who handed out free face masks. So I didn't realize that there was a lot of vaccine skepticism in Japan right now. Yeah. And they, yeah, yeah. so they have an app <laughs> yeah. that is a uh, doggy doctor mascot. 
who answers questions uh, about the vaccine that people can go ask questions to. But so our writer, Jam, was basically pointing out where where's America's mascot? Like these seem to be fairly effective. And like Joe can't like the way that we use mascots in our country is that, you know, to sell cigarettes to children, basically right. like Joe Camel was uh, by the end of his run in the 90s uh, as recognizable to kids as Mickey Mouse. Oh, hell yeah. So like maybe if we again took some of that corporate ingenuity and applied it to good, that would be uh, a good idea. You know what? Actually, I think what might makes I know I pitched that uh, Sixers mascot one. What could appeal to anti-vaxxers actually is just the clan guy. I think they might just <laughs> right, they might right. just trust that more. Yeah, I don't know what it is about this fellow, but I like what he's saying. I like where he's coming yeah. from. He's he makes he seems grounded, and he's like, "Hey, come on, everyone, <laughs> take the vaccine." Uh huh. All right. What okay. about Medicare for all? Yeah, I trust I trust this messenger. Whatever. <laughs> I like this. And we should expand voting rights. Go on. If that's all it took, was this someone to wear a clan hood and say all this progressive shit? Yeah, it was I mean, just that's the what messenger? people were hoping Trump would be is like guy who uses racism, but is actually like has economic populist uh, ideas. But <laughs> oh well, did not man. Joe Camel though, that's yeah. so true. I remember like tearing joe camel ads out of like sports illustrated yeah he was you know what i mean so or like cool. absolute vodka ones i remember i used to have that in my binder like yeah. i had a transparent binder you know you, you back in the day mm-hmm. when you of course you put a magazine clipping or if you're super old those old nike sneaker ads that had the phone number that you would call to learn more about the penny phone posit one um mm-hmm. or the jordan 11 <laughs> okay or the uh, nike shake and destruct the mm-hmm. dennis rodman shoe that laced up on the side um had all that shit. And I wonder if like even if they did an absolute vodka thing where it's like the syringe, but it's like absolute spring break. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like dressed up with a lay or some shit. And people are like, yeah, fuck you. You fucking with that absolute spring break. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. I'm Sold. telling you, it's yeah. fucking I mean, it, it truly is. We're, we're so fucked up on consumer culture in this country to not use that. To try and get people to fucking get on board with shit is just like, I mean, I think it just speaks to really the people who are in charge and how they think and, you know, the people that like need to sell shit, they know how to do that. But everyone else like, oh, what do we, how do we, I don't know. You're sneezy. Yeah. (laughs) I guess to the, the, the people we're having trouble with is not the kids necessarily as much as it's their, uh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then it should be like absolute dick growth. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, yeah, and it's the vaccine. Absolute, like absolute ten x your sperm count. <laughs> and then I, all I have to do is shoot this into my arm. Yes, yep. someone else yes. does it, bro. It's sick, and dude. And then you have to wait a few months after your second shot. And then if if mm-hmm. if you have trouble, then come tell us. And then we'll that nausea you feel that. is the blood rushing down there. You're fine, yeah, bro. <laughs> it's doing its job. That tingle in your arm is your junk growing, bro. That's right. It always that, is. That's what I found. Whenever I feel a tingle in my arm, it's not a heart attack. It's my penis. That weird jaw pain. It's my junk growing. That's right. And finally, uh, there's big news in uh, the world of just the world. Uh, Justin Mm -hmm. Long, the 
old the dude from those Mac commercials that probably half our audience is too young to remember. Right. He has switch. He's switching. He's gonna. He's gonna be PC guy. <laughs> like much, much like the uh, "Can You Hear Me Now" guy went to Sprint from Verizon uh, after his contract expired. Uh, Justin Long making the old switcheroo. Jack, I thought you meant he was. I on my life, I swear to God that he was going to be doing politically correct PSAs. <laughs> like he was going to be the PC guy. Like the, I literally thought that's what PC you meant. Now, yeah. <laughs> it's like We're I feel like he was pretty the tame. Edgy comedic stylings of <laughs> yeah. Justin Long, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Do you ever do either of you have any Justin Long stories? <laughs> Other than uh enjoying him more than Dude. most people in uh Live Free and Die Hard? <laughs> he would be hanging around comedy shows. Oh yeah. Like hmm. in twenty I wanna say fourteen, fifteen. And I remember going to like a UCB show and I took off early and my the buddy that I came with hit me up the next day goes dude justin long would not stop talking to me for 40 minutes outside after you left and kept talking about weed and shit and this is when i worked at playboy and he's like and when i told him we worked at playboy he like started pitching us all this stuff and he was like texting my friend and shit wow and we're like all right justin long and i thought he was joking himself out there you know it was just a weird but it's it's like one of those things that seems like a lie when you're like, dude, right. Justin Long appeared, and then when I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure, like that's such a bizarre thing to say, and then he like showed me these texts and like a voicemail. I was like, okay, Justin, wow, yeah, just a wheeler dealer out here. My my favorite thing is the idea of a celebrity right. becoming an inconvenience to someone where they <laughs> right. they're so annoying that they it stops being cool. You know, where right. like if a celebrity like that, like texted me, like, oh, my God, can you believe this? But once it starts becoming an imposition, that's his yeah. It's like, how does this person have so much? You guys, time? like David Schwimmer is obsessed with me. <laughs> yeah. I can't, it's like getting it's becoming a problem. Uh, <laughs> he won't stop texting me. And he will I, not I, use a capital letter. I nearly had that with Andrew WK when I worked at Playboy because we made this fake ad campaign where in the in the run up to the 2016 election, we said he was starting his own political party called the party party and it was like this idea i pitched him and he was like i love it i love it and we made this whole ad and like a bunch of people thought he was serious and he was supposed to tell people that it was a co-production with playboy but he left that out so he just kind of used us to like do this thing and like court all these like subscribers and was like selling merch with a logo we were like yo yo hold on bro like you're getting flagrant with it but then would constantly be like, hey, man, I'm going to be talking to Fox News and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I forgot to mention Playboy. I'm sorry. We will do it. And all my bosses were like, he's not fucking saying anything about Playboy. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, Andrew, like, can you make sure like when you go on Hannity, like you mentioned this yeah. shit or something? He's like, yeah, yeah, got you. And then he'll be like, yeah, totally said it. We look at the clip. He didn't say it. <laughs> um, but he's actually a really nice guy. So I don't want to cast his person. Yeah, on him as I love person. It. But his frequency of community, like I was impressed. Uh, yeah. but also like you, you kind of fucked us, Andrew. By the way, that story doesn't make Andrew WK sound bad to anyone. Everybody's no. like, yeah, yeah, Playboy. I I don't feel, I never feel That's sorry for do. Playboy in any. No, way. no, not at all. And I think <laughs> my, myself either. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it, it, it got views, bro. And you can sell ads against those impressions. So can there we? Can go. I go now to my next corporate gig? Back to Hef's mansion to yeah. chill in the grotto. As Back I'm to sure. me realizing I work with Jamie Loftus. Hey, those <laughs> so were the funny. Days. That era, like, I, like, yeah. Anyway, 
That's what I had my eye on you guys back then. I was like, I knew something's going on sick, over here. Sick recruiting class coming out of Playboy. I got a. <laughs> There's that dude, and the humor editor was this guy Matt, who now like whenever you see those fake maps about like the most popular fast food thing by state, he makes oh, right. those. Oh hell yeah, man! Yeah, just a bunch of rabble rousers over Damn. there. <laughs> those does he make up have you have you asked yeah. him if he just makes the information up? he's made some up and others he'll say like he's i haven't asked him but i just know just from working with him like his very kind of like style that he's in, interested in to like yeah. make stuff like that yeah yeah um but i think some of it will also be like the loosest poll that will literally have like right. 60 answers and then he'll just right. extrapolate <laughs> that to the entire nation and be like right yep, here we go yeah yeah <laughs> It could not matter less whether or not those are accurate either. You know, right. like there's just oh, no yeah. victim <laughs> in that crime. <laughs> um, but I so I'm wondering if we can take a couple of minutes to predict who who would be the like the next person to switch brands like mm. to that. That would actually be effective. Like Jake from State Farm, a.k.a. Kevin Miles is the actor's name. Okay. John Hodgman, I feel like if he if Mac That's was just one. like bring him over, I feel like Mac users are closer to wanting to be like John Hodgman than Justin Long. Like these days, Justin Long feels very like an outdated image of like what a cool tech guy is. Rose. Here's let me propose this. This could take an hour and a half to unpack mm-hmm. just insurance alone. A lot of really good spokespeople. What would you give up for Flo? Like in her prime, like in, in her like pitching prime. Stephanie wow. Courtney, my old improv teacher? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What would you yes. would you ask <laughs> would you take that class again? Um, because like would you trade how many Geico commercials? We could even throw that, you know, like how many Geico mm-hmm. commercials for a flow, how many Jake from State Farms? Chris yeah. Paul. I mean, she's got it locked up. Yeah. Um, I don't oof. It's like Chris, a four, a five for one I, at least. I feel like. Yeah. Longevity. I don't. I didn't want to touch that. Maybe this won't take that. that long. Maybe I just killed the conversation. I'm like this is going to take an hour <laughs> and a half to unpack, and it's like, and we're like this what? isn't fun Who? to talk about. <laughs> Miles is talking about his improv days again. <laughs> I could definitely see a future where corporations trade mascots and mm-hmm. trade like various pitch people, pitch yeah. persons. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Haysbert. Just going. Can from... we get the Mike? Can we get Mike Lindell? The my pillow guy? No, that's yes. what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? That's like a make the new dump. my pillow, <laughs> <laughs> the new my pillow guy. Yeah, I mean, it's just I think the only ones are is, uh, what's his face, the the bald headed dude, um, Mr. from Queen? State Farm. Uh, no, the actor who animated. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the dude who won the Academy for Whiplash, the uh, Oscar for Whiplash. Yeah, what's uh initials know, and then last name? Uh, T D Jakes, I believe. Bishop no. T D Jakes. J W Stillwater. <laughs> J W Stillwater. That's what it is. That's what it was. Um, J. I think it is a J. J K Simmons. J K Simmons. J K. J K Simmons. J K A K A J K Simmons. Yeah, I mean he's he's. Uh, I feel like he's got good good energy, but. I think for like in terms of like shocking switches, I think yeah, flow going somewhere would probably if flow went to State Farm, that would really fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. more than anything, I think flow is the only character who can move that is going to cause the waves that you know that when uh, the can you hear me now guy went to sprint. Yeah, flow would be huge. Blue to red. Yeah, 
J.K. Simmons is uh is also the voice of the yellow Eminem. So that would be a real like mind fuck if yeah. the Eminems were like went went for a different brand. Or if, if um Milana Vine Troop from the the AT and T. I feel like and, she's the answer, isn't she? And, and the uh, Limu Emu switched it up. That Ooh. would be wild too. Limu Emu and Doug or whatever that commercial is. That's the only thing I know. The AT&T girl. I feel like sports bros are like, oh, I fucking love the AT&T girl. Dude, she's girl had now. the worst fucking time, Milana, from having, like, she went from being on this thing to then, like, the internet figuring out, like, they're like, we lust after her. Oh, and just, God. like, getting all kinds of fucking weird tweets and I hear that emo gets has a similar issue. People just want to have sex <laughs> yeah. with a flightless bird. <laughs> yeah. And they just, then they just pull up to the, like, the pen where he's kept uh, and it's utter chaos i hear yeah it's a weird thing to compliment but i think she is like the meryl streep of commercial <laughs> like she gives Ooh. the best fucking performances i've ever seen yeah. in a commercial and it's literally like generations of comedic schools where stephanie courtney who is flow is a groundling through right. and through big yeah. character shit wigs you know early snl and now we're moving into the UCB post UCB world where it's like right. we don't do characters, we don't do wigs, we play everything real. It's just odd looks. Book us in every mockumentary, and yeah. yeah, like for her Lily character, she's always got like the natural, like awkward shit nailed, yeah. which is like the new language of so commercials. Good. Her and then Chris Paul, I think one of the one of our great actors. Yeah. Uh, yes, one yeah. of the great ones. He's actually gotten better to the point that it's not no longer. I think people know that I'm joking when I say that. But I prefer Cliff. When he started out, <laughs> it, it was so wild. Like he just looked like you you did not want to be on camera. Isn't LeBron gonna start pitching Pepsi as well? Oh, Shaq is like Shaq pitches everything now. Yeah, yeah, right. Shaq yeah. is including terrible NBA takes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Out of date. <laughs> just like oh my Takes. god get take him home someone uh well blake it has been a pleasure having you on the daily zeitgeist as Thank always you. uh where Likewise. can people find you and follow you uh at blake wexler on all social media and uh the blake's takes for god's sakes podcast um where i just free associate uh improvise for 45 minutes each week and actually all the people who listen listen to this podcast as well so i don't know what that says about what you're doing over here but um <laughs> it is it's it's been fun so i appreciate all the uh the cross the cross support and is there a uh, tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying yes and this is uh not even a tweet but a, the whole catalog of chris crofton's cold brew in the news is mm -hmm. my favorite thing in the entire world. Where what he does is he has a video or a crazy story, and then he writes, he retweets it and writes Cold Brew in the news, where I think the most recent one was some weird convention where there's a guy playing, like, the violin with a lightsaber. There's, a like, a nine-foot <laughs> woman, like, walking around in the background. Some people are dancing. It's one of the funniest things. It's just always one of those comedic devices where... You hear cold brew in the news, and then in your head you picture what it's going to be. And right. if it's exactly what you're picturing, you laugh hysterically, or it's the complete total opposite of what you were thinking, and then that's really <laughs> funny. So it's a great, it's a great fit. So yeah, Chris, uh, Chris Croft. What is his? I should look up his Twitter account, but he's been on here a thousand times. Oh yeah, you, yeah. you know who he is. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? 
uh, Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray, also the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. Check us out on twitch.tv slash 420 Day Fiance or the podcast, however you want to get it. Uh, some tweets that I like. First one's from Taylor Guerin, uh, one of my favorite writers. Um, but she tweeted this, like, quote tweeted a video of this recipe of someone making macaroni and cheese where they just laid a block of cheddar or Velveeta or something in the middle of the casserole dish with dry noodles. And then they pour milk and water and shredded cheese and then bake it and then mix it up, which is Whoa. like, that's not how you do that shit anyway. And then Taylor tweets, the lengths people will go to avoid making a roux grow up. <laughs> and just, you know, for my cooking fans out there, it's true. It's not that hard to make a roux. Mm -hmm. I think it was be just, if do you have a whisk, just get yeah. into it, baby. Mm. You're good. That's when you fuck? have to like slowly whisk in the flour. <laughs> Jack. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Did you uh, hear his question, Miles? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you it's, slowly it's... whisk it. Let's just move <sighs> on and act like we didn't hear that. And uh, to my next tweet, a Susie underscore Meister uh, tweeted, the opposite of imposter syndrome is called Megan McCain. Um, <laughs> and finally, uh, Kendra Fortmeyer at Kendraff, R-A-F-F-E, tweeted, we thought it was our ability to love that made us human. But it turns out it was actually our ability to select each image containing a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see a tweet I enjoyed. Uh, first of all, the Rue thing was a joke. I kn I know what Rue is, obviously. Yeah, we know. Same, same, uh, same, yeah, same, yeah, same, yeah, same, same, same. Yeah, that's you keep saying how your favorite song is "Bulletproof" by Larue. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Uh, no pants, Papple. Uh, ugh, I don't like that name, but I did like this tweet. Our dog died four years ago, but her memory lives on in the Hulu password. <laughs> find me on Twitter, Jack uh, underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Episodes? Footnotes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Got <laughs> um, Footnotes where we link off to the information <laughs> we talked about. That, no, it's literally that. That's enough to throw me off because it's so auto. <laughs> I know autopilot at this point. Man said episodes. <laughs> um, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song, we recommend that you check out. Miles, what is today's recommendation? Uh, one of producer I really like from Australia, Taku T hyphen K U. Um, and this is again on SoundCloud, but it's a remix of a George Maple track called Talk Talk, but it's by Taku, the Taku remix. And it's just got a great, um, like, you know, if you like James Blake sort of vocals, uh, very much like that. And the production is a little more like complex beat driven. Um, so mm -hmm. it's got a good mix, mix of like sexiness mm -hmm. and just a little bit of toe tapping, you know, good mm -hmm. blend. Yeah. Uh, all right. Go. Check that out. We will link off to it in the footnotes. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to y'all then. Bye. 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 Bye.